Hey guys, it's Dr. J. And Apostle Sherman. And we are so excited that you have tuned in for this week's message. We pray that it blesses you and helps to transform your life and the direction that God has for you. Enjoy the message. Good evening, everyone's. Everyone's, everyone's. We're so excited to have you at this special surprise broadcast to bring you the word of the Lord. Um, there's so much happening in the life of all nations, worship assembly, San Bernardino, and around the world. And we're super excited you're here. Listen, what I want you to do, I want you to press that supernatural button that powerful button called the share button. We want you to share this broadcast, and not only do we want you to share this broadcast, but because you're such a generous people, we want you to go ahead and tag somebody in the comments. Would you do that? I'm actually looking at the comments now. I see Pastor Vera is on tonight. Hey, Vera girl, love you. And the folks are coming in. I see Pastor Jose is on. Greg Creech is on. Great to have all of you on. Go ahead and tag somebody in the comments and invite them to come on. I believe that what's going to be shared tonight is going to be so impactful and it's going to transform the lives of those uh, that are watching today. Hey, honey. Hey. How are you? Oh, I am great. Today is a stack today, so I am checking things off my list. Tell the people what you did right before you came downstairs to, to preach the gospel. It's not exciting. Obey me. Tell them. Okay. I was teaching my class. You was teaching your class. Yes. Isn't it so wonderful that our pastor is a university professor? I mean, this lady is not a, a joke. She is like a for real PhD transforming education, bringing educational reform. And she came from her desk teaching right to being able to bring you the word I of the Lord. I, I think my that's Zoom amazing. At 6.57. Okay. I am not the reason why we are late, though. I, said, <laughs> I, I ended at six fifty-seven. I was in my seat at seven. So <laughs> did you really don't do try that? to put two things together? No. Um, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't me. I was ready. You were ready to, to when bring they the said gospel. unto me, "Let us go." <laughs> Where? Into the house of the Lord, that Into is. Into the house of the Lord. Listen. Not with more than 20 people, though. <laughs> so, so much happening in the world today. And, um, you know, before we get started, I, I want to open up in a word of prayer. And I want to share kind of my heart yeah. about uh, current events. But let's just pray. Wherever you are in your home, I just want you to take a minute to focus in, uh, to connect your heart with God. And let's just welcome him into these moments we have together. Father, we are so grateful. Yeah, wow. We are so grateful for your presence. We are aware that, Lord, you are not um, just omnipresent, Father, meaning you're everywhere all the time. There is also the experience of your manifested presence, your glory. And we thank you for your glory being released to every individual that's watching this broadcast. Whether they're watching live or watching on the replay, I thank you. There is no distance in the realm of the spirit. And I thank you, Lord God, that you're moving right now and you're touching lives. Now, Father, we just take a moment right now and we give you worship, we give you praise, we give you adoration. We lift your name right where you are in your home. Would you just do that for a moment? Just go ahead and take a moment. You might want to lift your hands. You might want to bow before him. You might want to even kneel. But let's take the next few moments and just worship him. Would you do that? We give you glory. We honor you. We lift your name. Glorious King, our Savior and our Lord, our Master, the ruler of everything. We bless you. Lord, you are, you are everything we could want and desire, and we give you praise. Hallelujah. Lord, you are our heart's desire you're the focus of our attention lord and we give you glory and we lift your name up we begin right now in our homes lifting up our sound of worship glory lifting up our sound of praise and we thank you that as we worship you as we praise you your presence is descending right now around the globe thank you father that you are not just for us but you are with us and we give you glory in jesus name we pray Amen. Well, before we jump into the word, I, I really wanted to share um, that we are in prayers for Louisville, Kentucky today. And all that's happening as it relates to uh, the news that's come in concerning uh, Breonna Taylor's death and specifically um, what didn't happen. Um, that we did not see justice 
the way that we expected to see justice. But I, I, I the go way ahead. that some of us expected. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you, this is what I expected. What exactly? What we would have hoped, though, Amen. It, that that our nation would have shifted in a different way. I think we both knew that we were going to get the news. It was obvious that we were going to get the news that we we got today. But I, I thought it was a part of our job today to remind the people watching that God is a God of justice. He is. And what seems like it will not be repaid. I want you to know that God is so big and beyond our understanding and comprehension that justice will not go. I want to tell you as God's prophet, unserved. Now, it may not be the way that you want it to be served. We want it to be served. But I want you to know that those who have been in the, the place of murdering this young woman will pay. And I, I'm telling you that God is going to make sure at the end of the day that justice is served because he's a just God. And we are praying now for, again, the city of Louisville. Not only are we praying for Louisville, we're praying for America. And we're believing that as we uh, pray and we stand in faith for our nation, uh, we're going to see victory and we're going to see change. But let this be a moment that we understand the facts are the facts. We're dealing with a very strong spirit in our nation, and it's called racism. I was just listening to you talk a little bit about that in your class today, and, and I was so moved uh, by your desire to even awaken people to the understanding of what's happening around them and how important it is for them to be aware. And, uh, and I think it's all important for every one of us to not only pay attention to what's happening, but to make a decision that we're going to be a part of the change. Well, yeah, and that, that it's really, my prayer is that it's a wake-up call to the people of God yeah. um, to answer the call outside of their local church. Um, there are some people who have aspired to be ministers on the stage, to be pastors on the stage, wow. to be bishops uh, with rings and robes and these different expressions that we want to have in the house of God. And expression in the house of God is amazing. But some of us have desired position in the house of God in denial to our call to the justice system. Wow. And so I want the people of God yes. to wake up yeah. and answer the call and take their rightful wow. place in the seat of justice judges yeah. in the seat of our police force yeah. in the seats who are making decisions yeah. it is time for the people of God yeah. to take on what we say we serve a yeah. God of justice yeah. he has not uh, raised up people who will be outside of this system yeah. but really that we begin to answer the call and that we raise children who will answer the call yeah. and that we raise wow. children who will be godly inside of the church and who will yeah. be godly outside yeah. of the church and who will take the mark marketplace yeah. by storm who will take on these banks by storm so yeah. we don't have things uh, that are being said like our Wells Fargo guy like it does not make any sense yeah. that the people of God have not taken all of their rightful places and so that's the wake up call that I am praying that we all take hold of it does us no good to just be upset and frustrated you know I, I just really felt a very strong uh, 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 release of the heart of God right now and if it's okay with you, I just want to pray into that. Father, I just thank you now, wow, that you're raising up a generation of people who will become active, Father. I thank you, Lord God, that you are literally pricking the hearts of young men and old men and young women and old women, that you're raising up, Father, to go into the justice system. Thank you that you're raising up righteous judges. You're raising up, oh God, uh, police officers. You're raising up righteous DAs. Uh, you're, you're raising up those that will go. And, uh, and I, I just prophesy that we are coming into uh, the greatest reform that we have seen in our justice system. And even over the next seven years, you will begin to see many changes that will begin to take place as those, uh, hallelujah, that have the ability to shift laws and even bring legislation to the table. I thank you, Lord God, that there is a move and there is a shift. And I thank you, Lord, that you're releasing hope to your people. Ah, hallelujah. And the nation we see now will not be the nation we see even in the seven years coming. I mark this on your calendar. There will be a shift and a change. And you will begin to see even those that are of black and brown color that will begin to take spaces and will begin to take places of authority. And, and I thank you today, Father, what you're doing. And I thank you for how you're moving. And we say, let it be so. I better pull out of that. Let it be so in, in Jesus' name. And that they access those player, 
places, not yeah. by prayer, yeah. but by seeking knowledge, by seeking wisdom, yep. by seeking the degrees and the proper certifications to hold those places. Holy Ghost ain't going to get you yeah. where we need to be. Amen. Not just the Holy Ghost by himself. For not sure. by himself. Yes, ma'am. Y'all better be at the top of the list yeah. and have some credentials. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So if you haven't already shared, go ahead and share this broadcast. Share it out. Share it out. Share it out. And do this. Uh, go ahead and tag somebody in the comments. I'm going to say it a thousand times during the broadcast, so get used to it. So just go ahead and obey me and share and tag somebody in the comments. Amen. Amen. So we have been in a series. Yeah. Uh, 12 Years a Slave. And we were super excited to launch this series. We couldn't wait till it came. Yeah. And so we preached week one. And then, of course, uh, we, we came for week two. Uh, <laughs> but a message never got uh, preached. A formal message yeah. never got preached. Definitely not one in the series. And um, this coming Sunday, we actually are um, closing the series with week three. It's a little mini series that we were doing um, called 12 Years a Slave because I really feel that what God is saying in this hour needs to be said. So we're going to stay on track even with what we have coming up. Um, and so you get a special like midweek experience. Look at this. Um, if you did not watch that uh, that broadcast, what was that from two weeks ago? Yeah. Like I want you to turn that on in your house as soon as you finish this and go watch that and just change the atmosphere of your home. Yeah. Because I mean, when I say he wrecked us up in here, we don't plan messages to not preach them, okay? So that part. <laughs> so it really, it really was what we needed that week and and at that time. And I, I believe that it will bless you to go back in and watch that broadcast. But here we are, week two of twelve years a slave. Thank you, Pastor Byron. Always in the pocket right there. Um, this week's message is called Victor, Not Victim. Yeah. And so welcome to all of our online audience. Um, you may be here because you're an all-nation San Bernardino partner, and we love you. Um, and you may be here because you're a friend or a family member of our all-nations uh, partners. And guess what? You don't know this, but we love you too. Absolutely. And so thank you for joining us tonight for this special broadcast of 12 Years a Slave, Week 2. Um, we're going to start. Go ahead and turn to Exodus chapter 14 and verse 12. I'm sure they're going to put it on the bottom or something like that. So you don't even really have to turn. You don't even have to fake like you're turning because I'm not looking at you here in church <laughs> faking like please, you're turning. Please. So it's like, you know, whatever, turn or don't turn. Um, <laughs> scroll or don't scroll. Um, but it, it reads, didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in this desert. And Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And so as we preach this message, Victor, not victim, we start here with the children of Israel, who are really a classic story of a people who were genuinely victims of bondage. Yeah. I think that's really important to establish because we are not talking today about uh, being a victor and not a victim because what happened to you um, was not real. Right. That's not what we're talking about. So we're talking about here authentic people who were victimized, okay? They were freed, but what they struggled with was the mentality of being a victim. And that's what we really want to hit tonight. Uh, they couldn't even focus on their freedom. They couldn't focus on what had been granted to them and all of the new opportunities that they had been given. Why? Because their minds did not walk out of slavery when their bodies did. Wow. And so because their bodies walked out, but their minds did not, they were dealing with here being an actual victim, but being stuck in the victim mentality after the victimhood had been released off of their life. Wow. One of the things that I think that we have grabbed a hold of um, of its importance in the Christian walk is this, is that we've got to change our thinking. Yeah. Changing our thinking is so necessary, and if we don't change our thinking, I think we end up going down roads that we shouldn't go down because we're settling in the old man. And there's a number of scriptures that talk about the importance of changing your thinking. I want to go to a couple of them. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. 1 Corinthians 2, and verse 16. And this is what it says. It tells us, 
but we have the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ. That, that ministers to me because that's elevated thinking. Yeah. That's thinking from a higher perspective or a higher view. Um, as, as we know, the mind of Christ is not built upon or based on natural things. The mind of Christ is built upon uh, what heaven sees and heaven's perspective. And when we begin to invite that in to our hearts and our mind space, we begin to see shifts. Romans 12 and 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Our minds, as we come into salvation, must go through a renewal process. And, and it's important that we get rid of the old thoughts. We can literally not think the same way. We cannot hold on to the old thoughts and try to move into a new dimension. We can't hold on to the old thoughts and want to move into a new season. We have to experience the changing of our minds. We have to experience a metamorphosis in our thinking. And if you're watching right now and this is already hitting you, you know your mind needs to change. I just want you to put in the comments tonight I'm changing my mind. Just put that in there. I'm changing my mind. Do you think like a victor or do you think like a victim? Do you think like a victor or do you think like a victim? No matter how much you have mastered multitasking, multitasking and doing two things at one time, the truth is you cannot think like a victor and think like a victim simultaneously. It demands that you choose one and you make a decision that you're going to go the direction you need to go. The two cannot coexist at the same time. And so I think that when you use the term uh, victim mentality, yeah. it is it's a challenging one because a lot of times we hear this term victim mentality and people are already putting up their defenses because they're like, no, you don't know what happened to me. Right. And as we're moving through this and we're talking about exchanging your victimhood um, for your victorious one, we want to emphasize that we are making an invitation to come to the healing side of things. Wow. We're making an invitation to come into the transformation that we were promised as believers. We're making an invitation for the renewing of your mind we're making an invitation that behold he has made all things new this is not in replacement or um, some type of disqualification for the challenges that people have gone through in their life most people at one time or another in their life they have dealt with this victim mentality and I mean I I can speak for myself and say I definitely have. Yeah. I have been in situations where I felt like everything bad that could happen bad is happening to me. And everything good that could happen good is happening to everyone else. Um, that somehow I'm getting the short end of the stick. And it's not that I've always stayed there, but there have been periods of time where my mind has succumbed to this mindset that somehow things were happening to me that were beyond my control and it was not fair. And we say things like all things are working together for my good. Oh, okay. Uh, and until you fall into the victim mentality <laughs> and then you feel like everything is working against you and all things are working to, to somebody else's good. Yeah. But as we discuss um, this victim mentality, I really want you to be open to the parts of this that really do apply to you. And when you see yourself in the mirror, don't walk away from the mirror, but stand in that mirror yeah. and embrace the newness that God has for you. I believe that he truly has a renewal of the mind for many people tonight that's going to open up a well of refreshing, that's going to open up a new wave of opportunity and literally change your perspective of life and change how you engage the things that happen naturally in life. When you see that resemblance, do not resist it. Yeah. This is the first step towards healing. Wow. I love the Bible. The Bible does not, it does not deny the fact that there are victims in life. Uh, Psalms 10 and 14 says, but you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and you take it in hand. The Bible is saying, yes, there are victims. And then it gives us the solution. It gives us the anecdote. It says the victims commit themselves to you and you are the helper of the fatherless. Wow. And this means that we don't have to stay 
as victim. We can literally make an exchange. We can make it the same way we can make an exchange for heaviness, the same way we can make an exchange for depression, the same yeah. way we can make an exchange for ashes, everything else that we've made an exchange for, you can make an exchange for victimhood into being a victorious one. There are people who have genuinely been victimized but others, but the psalmist gives us instructions yeah. and he says, commit ourselves to God. Only he, only God, is able to help a victimized person. But somebody who has been influenced by a victim mentality, God can help them too. And there's a difference. Yeah. Many times we come out of that victim situation, even looking at the children of Israel, and they begin to even long for the times when they were victims. How do you come out of something so egregious? How do you come out of something so awful, so terrible, and have nothing to offer to God for the deliverance that he granted you, yeah. but to wish to go back? It's because you left your mind there. And so while your body has advanced years, your body has Jesus. advanced months, your body has aged, your body has moved on, but your mind is stuck in the place of slavery. Your mind is stuck in the place of victimhood. And so for them, they might as well have been back there to be what? Reunited with their mind. Yeah. So we've got to open up and allow God to shine a light to our souls yes. tonight. I think got it's to. vitally important. And I don't want people watching us tonight to settle themselves in. I hope so and so hears this message because, you know, this will really help them. I think we need to let God allow his light to come into our souls so we can be aware. Is there some victim still operating in there somewhere? Yeah. And wherever it is, to allow ourselves to go through the freedom process. We're going to pray later and really believe for God to break that off of people's lives. Yes. But even in the midst of that, we have to be open to the fact that it could be a little victim still hanging around in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I fall, I fall into it in lulls. Yeah. And, you know, it happens for different reasons. You know, sometimes not taking responsibility, sometimes not seeking God's perspective on things, but nobody is above falling back into that. Yeah. If, if you have to be attentional. Yeah, absolutely. I want to share with you all some ways that the victim mentality moves so that you can really grab a hold of it. And this is one of the things you, you need to get is that a victim mentality is when you blame everyone else for when something happens in your world. It's always somebody else's fault. Um, if something happens in life, somebody else did it. And what it moves us away from is responsibility, right? It moves us away from really being able to grab a hold of how our actions have affected our own life and making a decision that, yeah, it happened to me, but it doesn't have to be more than a moment. I don't want this to be more than a happening in my life. And I make that decision when I decide I want to be a victor and not a victim. A victim mentality is when a person thinks that the future only holds bad things for them. It's so, so sad to, to, to know the, the tr truth is that so many people are experiencing that right now where they feel like, you know what, some of y'all feel like about 2020, you like, I mean, y'all are like, you know, to hell with 2020. Like, you, it's like one more thing, is you're almost expecting every day for things not to turn and for things not to shift. But yeah. I want to prophesy to somebody, and I've been saying it, and I'm going to keep saying it, this year is not going to end the way it began for you. There is a turnaround. There is a turnaround. This is without the doubt the setup month, and you must prepare October, November, December for what the Lord is going to do, and do not give up. Your future holds more than negativity, but this is how the victim mentality moves. The victim mentality um, it thinks, um, thinking will be seen in how you speak. Victims go great lengths to share their troubles and negativity with you. Yep. So before they, before they would talk to you about anything positive happening in their lives, what they do is they magnify the negative. How you doing? Oh, you know, my boss didn't talk to me right. But some, somehow today you got blessed with a seed, but you're not even talking about that. It's like it always draws you around to the negativity. It puts you in a, in a place where you are connecting more with negativity, connecting more with what the enemy's been up to or even how your perspective is because sometimes it's not really negativity. It's something that's building us, but the victim mentality has you call something that's working for you negative when it's really positive in your life. Yeah. Victim mentality people are extremely self-centered. Everything's about them. 
and, and, and it's rare that they even ask you for anything about yourself. You get on the phone with them. I don't know if y'all ever experienced this before. You get on the phone with somebody, and somehow you talk to them about what's happening with you, and they somehow turn that whole thing around. How do we get to talking about you? I thought I called you about my problem. How did this happen? It is, it is the victim mentality at work that makes a decision that they are priority above everything else, right? The victim mentality causes one to complain about everything that happens and nothing's their fault, right? The victim mentality thinking causes them to hold on to every injustice, Everyone. every hurt, every single pain, and they refuse to let it go. It can be a powerful move of deliverance. The glory of the Lord fell. And you have the opportunity to walk out of the prison that we've been in, but we hold on to it because we've almost at times, that victim mentality will have you finding, in a very sick way, joy or pride in the negative thing that happened to you. Yeah. It's like you win by being the center of attention, mm -hmm. even if it's connected to negativity. The victim builds defense systems that uh, really put them in a place of emotional isolation, yeah. resentment, and all kind of unhealthy methods of self-preservation. Yeah. Trying to keep themselves tight, but it's beyond, without a doubt, very dysfunctional as that victim mentality moves. And we need to evaluate that. And some of us may not see that as we're not that extreme. I get it. You might not see yourself um, on, the, on the far end of it. But I want you to know that some of us are falling on that spectrum at some points and at some places. Yeah, and we're not talking about a lack of honesty. And I think that's Very really good. important because um, especially when we're talking about um, the church realm, we are not talking about masking what's honestly happening to you. Right. What we're talking about is what you choose to magnify and what your constant story is. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it reminds me of the kids. They will come to us and they will tell us everything that was done to them. Mm -hmm. And my question is always, what did you do? Right. They leave that out all the time. But I, I, but I, and they still want to talk about everybody, but what did you do? What was your role? What was your part? Even when you go to marriage counseling or you go to, <laughs> um, you go to counseling and one party has cheated or um, committed some type of adultery, they are going to ask, they're going to ask both parties for their responsibility in it. And sometimes we are so blinded by the wrong that has been done to us that we cannot see ourselves in it at all. We can never see ourselves um, in that position and it's like, okay well I didn't like the way they said it and my question to you is have you ever said something wrong wow people want to talk about what has been done to them have you ever have you ever done anything wrong and so it's about the magnification of the thing not masking it or lying or saying that you know that you're something that yeah. you're somewhere else um somebody who uh, has a victim mentality will go as far as uh, their child get into a fight at school. And as an educator, I've seen this before. Um, yeah. The child gets into a fight at school and it's everybody's fault except for the kids. Well, what was the teacher doing? I'm sorry, ma'am. I just explained to you that your child snatched Please. 20 braids out of her classmate's 20. head. And you want to know what the teacher was doing? Ma'am. And it's like it, it, they don't they don't get it. They don't put two and two together. They're looking to point the finger at everybody else. I know people who have missed promotions at work. Wow. And they miss promotions at work, and they're like, oh, I didn't get the promotion because I was black. I didn't get the promotion because I was a woman. Okay, okay, I'm not saying that that's not the fact, but let's look at your attendance record. <laughs> How many times have you been late to your job? Let's look at how your performance is. What do your evaluations look like? Let's look at your credentials to actually hold that spot. What do your credentials look like? Have you taken extra classes lately? Have you, um, you, have you completed extra certificates lately? Have you volunteered to do things that show yourself in a leadership role? Or did you just miss the promotion because they were targeting you? Or could it be a combination of it? But the victim only considers the other party. I've seen people who've been in car crashes Car crashes, uh, uh, my roommate in college in a car crash, and she was just as tipsy as tipsy gets and got in a car crash. When I want to tell you, this young lady came home and blamed the other person. I'm like, could it be 
that when I ride in the car with you, you're always on your phone. When I ride in the car with you, you're always distracted, and you had taken a couple back. Let's nope. try that. Right. It couldn't, it couldn't have been that. Why? Because she was the victim, and no matter what, she was holding on to that. I know people who we take it to the church. We okay. talk about, uh, you said watch yourself? Yeah. Listen, we can take it to the church. <laughs> Self-intro. We, we talk about building community all the time. Yeah. And I talk to people about building community, making connections, making friends, building relationships, and things like that. And people are like, oh, I tried. I invited this person to hang out with me, and they declined the invitation. Amen. Try another or try another time. Could it be? Could I'm it just be? I'm, be? I'm just throwing it out there. Could it be that that person was busy that day? Maybe. I'm just I'm just giving some options here. <laughs> but the victim says, yes. no matter what I do, I'm trying and I'm doing everything in my power. And no matter what I do, these bad things are going to happen to me. What you're suggesting will not work. Yeah. What's happening doesn't have anything to do with uh, with me. It is every it's everyone else. Satan. Satan himself, the father of lies. The father. He wants every single believer to believe that others cause bad things to happen in their life. And if he can get you to believe that other people cause bad things to happen in your life, then he can magnify the goodness that God has placed in your life, that God has placed around your life, and his literal hand that is on your life. Ultimately, Satan wants you to be a bitter victim. Mm. He wants you to be unforgiving. Yeah. He wants you constantly upset about things. He wants you in your feelings, and he wants you to feel Jeez. like you can't do anything about it. If the devil can convince you that you are not in control, you will never take a hold of the authority that has been given to you by God. Why? Because you are a victim, Appreciate and victims it. do not have victory. Yeah. You are a victim, and victims do not have control. You are a victim, yeah. and the victim is the one who has lost in this situation. Wow. But when you take that victimhood yeah. and you turn it around and you decide, no, I am more than a conqueror. I have the victory that has been owed to me. Why? Because my daddy has the keys Watch to death, mouth. hell, and the grave. Yes. That's a different mentality. It says that I was victimized, but I am not a victim. Something happened to me. Somebody took advantage of me. Somebody did me wrong, but I don't have to stay there. Why? Because I know who whose I yeah, am yeah. and because of whose I am my name is victory yeah. because of whose I am yeah. my name says that I win yeah. because of whose I am I got a track record and I have a future and my future is set it is not in question yeah. but if the devil can make you question your future yeah 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 yeah. Then he can get you stuck in your past. Yeah. So and so good. every time you were victimized, he will take that and literally project it into your future. It will blind every promise that God has made to you. He wants you to feel like your life will never change. He wants you to feel like what happened to you was not your fault and it was not. But if he can get you to focus on that, then Jesus. you won't focus on how God brought you out. He won't he won't let you focus on how God kept your mind through that situation he won't let you focus on how you came out on the other side My he won't God. let you focus on how you're not a statistic even though that happened to you he won't let you focus on the fact that yeah you missed that promotion but God has great plans for you you've got to decide that you want to move forward yes. and that you are a different person who has a story to tell but you are not that story wow I'm done <laughs> <laughs> it is so true. It's a changing of that mindset, right? And grabbing a hold of the fact that I'm free in him. Yeah. And I feel like there's just right now, even on this broadcast, there's just a wave of freedom that you can engage literally right now to make a decision that I'm going to watch and pay attention to how I'm moving and to let go of the victim mentality and embrace that I am a victor. And what does that communicate? It really communicates the fact that you have been giving rulership over yes. the life that God has given you. Yes. And you've been giving rulership over your sphere of influence. And no matter what happens to you at any point and at any time you can make a decision i love what you say it's a decision yeah. you can make a decision which direction your life goes jesus looked at the most uh, a horrible death that he was ahead of and the bible says but for the joy that was set before him mm. what 
for the joy that was set before him. He even found joy in going through the worst death a man could ever die because he was not experiencing it from the victim mentality. Oh, look what the people did to me. Oh, look how I was rejected. I was a cornerstone that was rejected. I, all of these things happened to me. He went in through the victor mindset and knows that, hey, this is a part of my journey. It was allowed and God is going to use this part of my journey for me to reign and rule. It's a part of my process. And and I think when we only want what we consider positive or what yeah. we consider great things that happen in our process, we miss out on a portion of our making. And I believe that God wants to make people in a different level and in a different way if they would allow him to give them his mind so they can see their perspective, see their life rather, through the right perspective and grab a hold of it. I think today you need to let God go and uh, let it go. That's what I sense tonight. There has to be a letting go that needs to happen. I know what happened to you. I know it was difficult. I know stuff happened in your childhood. I know your, your ex left you. I know all of these things. Somebody stole something from you. But we have all experienced negative things in our lives. All of us. You are not alone. See that victim mentality will have you thinking that you're the only one that has been through a process or dealt with a specific issue. But you're not the only one. There are others that have experienced it and not only have experienced it who have come out on the other side and I believe that God is turning you into an overcomer tonight I believe that you're about to overcome the situations in front of you and where the devil thought that he was going to win there is something rising up on the inside of you saying I am an overcomer and I will have what belongs to me and I'm going to live out the life that God has for me and I will no longer succumb to what's around me I will no longer acquiesce to what the enemy wants to bring to my life but I make a decision that I will rule and reign in my household over my life over my bloodline and I will receive everything that God has for me I will overcome that needs to be your declaration and a matter of fact right now in the comments I want you to type it in I will overcome I will overcome I'm making a decision today that no matter what comes my way that I'm rising above and I'm going to walk in that same power that's locked inside of us the Bible goes on to say that the kingdom of God is within us. And if the kingdom of God is within us, we don't serve in a punk kingdom. We serve in a victorious kingdom. And that same victory, that same victor mindset, that same overcomer mindset is being released to you through the power of the resurrection. And you make a decision if you're going to engage it and if you're going to go forward. And here's the thing about it. When you move into it, it's so much bigger than you. But when you overcome, you can help so many other people overcome and that's part of why the devil doesn't want you to realize you're an overcomer because when you realize you're an overcomer you're gonna go get some other people and help them move into the overcomer mindset help them move into the victor mindset and the enemy doesn't want you to team up he doesn't want you to gather together against his kingdom but make a decision today that you're gonna walk in and do it and, and I think it's really important because some of us are hearing this message and we are taking deep breaths and we, <laughs> you know, we're letting one little tear well yeah. up. But the truth is some people like being the victim. They like it. I, some people like being the victim. Not too long ago here at, um, here at All Nations, we had a, a guest, uh, a guest speaker. Okay, and um, and that guest speaker <laughs> and that guest speaker he, he ruffled some feathers yeah. um, around here and one of the things that he talked about was this victim um, this victim mentality and people were literally outraged and wanted to hold on to um, the fact that they wanted to be recognized for their victimhood, Jesus. Um, that they wanted to be recognized for their victimization, and they wanted to make sure that that it went on record mm -hmm. uh, that their what happened to them was real, Come on. that what happened to them was valid. Yeah. But I, I serve a God who has his own report. His own and report. And the Bible asks a question, whose report will you believe? I'm going to hit you in the and head. And so when we talk about that, it's like you can make your ticket and you can make your report of victimization, but I would rather people read my life and they never read my life just on how I was a victim, Ooh. but they read my life and for every 
every time I was a victim, they read a longer testimony of victory. Jesus. And then they read about me being a victim and they read a longer testimony of victory so that instead of focusing on the victimization, instead of focusing on that part, they focus on the victory. And because they focus on the victory, then God gets the glory. Hallelujah. God doesn't get the glory if you continuing to tell of what happened to you. Wow. God gets the glory when you continue to tell her how you, he brought you out. Woo. It's the he brought me out that's the testimony of My Jesus. God. But some people like to be the victim. John 5 and 2 says, now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate at a pool, um, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda. And it has five porches. Mm -hmm. And in these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, and they're waiting for the move of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and he stirred up the water. Yeah. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. So now a certain man who was there, he had an infirmity, infirmity for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he was a victim, he said to him, do you want, do you want to be made well? So my question to you is, do you want to become a victor? Wow. Do, do you want, like, it's a basic question. It's like some people read this and it's a duh, but it's not a duh. Why? Because some people like to be the victim. So he's asking them, do you want to stay a victim? Or do you want to be a victor? You decide. Because it doesn't have anything to do with the cards that you have been dealt. It doesn't have anything to do with your genetics. It doesn't have anything to do Come with on. what's happening around you. It doesn't have anything to do with your childhood. It doesn't have anything to do with the trauma. It has to do with the decision that you will make right now. Do you want to be made well? Wow. And the sick man answered him. And he said, sir, I have nobody to put me in the pool classic victim mentality Woo. when the water is stirred up while i'm coming down the steps somebody always get in front of me yeah every every time i try they, they they're beating me down pastor please stop it every time and jesus said to him get up yeah take up your bed mm. and walk and immediately do you hear me this is what I'm saying. This is why people, this is why I believe people want to be the victim. It yeah. wasn't a process, you guys. Yeah. It was not a process. And immediately, My God. the man was made well, took up his bed, Jesus. and walked. But Jesus. the truth is, if I get to be the victim, mm -hmm. then I get to be the one that gets all the intention. If I get to be the victim, I get to be the overindulged one. My God. If I get to be the victim, yeah. I get to be the entitled one. Yeah, you're getting into my If notes. I get to be the victim, I get to be the misunderstood one. Yes, ma'am. If I get to be the victim, I get to be the abused one. I yeah. get to be the wronged one. Yeah. I don't have to be responsible for myself when? At any level. I never have to be responsible for myself. Why? Because I am the victim. It's just that simple. Everything happened to me. Look at me. People who feel victimized are often people who have become very negative and they operate in a strong sense of entitlement. They talking. feel like people owe them something. I know people who get rides week after week after week after week after week from people in different situations, don't offer a thank you, don't offer uh, uh, money, don't offer a, a, a bag of popcorn that they popped in their microwave because that's all they have access to. Don't offer anything. Why? Because you owe me. And the minute that you don't do what I expect you to do, everything that you've done for me my entire life is trash. Everything that you've done since I've met you is absolutely nothing. Why? Because I can no longer control you and manipulate you by the way of my victimhood. But I tell you what, something's true about a victim. It's never enough. It's never enough. It's never enough. For a victim, there's not enough calls. For a victim, there's not enough uh, attention. For a victim, there's not enough gifts. For a victim, there's not enough attention. For a victim, it's not enough favors. For a victim, it's not enough of the positive gestures. Why? Because victims will never be satisfied. But the gospel of the good news Watch your mouth. is that God does not want victimization or hardship to become your whole life. God wants you to be free. Yeah, but when you like it, and the reason why you like it is because there's benefits. There's, there's absolutely benefits 
to the victim mentality. Yeah. Part of the, victim, the benefits of the victim mentality is that you get that attention you were talking about. And not only do you get attention, you get validation. Validation. You get yeah. that validation. You can always feel, you get the good feelings from other people when they're concerned about you. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm convinced that some people like to be sick. I'm convinced that people like it. You wonder why they like it? Because they get to live out the victim mentality. Yeah. And then people come and they want to bring you this and they bring you that and they do this for you and they do that for you and they do this for you. And we begin to kind of embrace that and find some level of joy in the attention that you receive as a victim. And we've got to be aware of this thing because not only from the perspective of making sure we don't uh, uh, walk in the victim mentality, we must not enable the victim mentality. We can't enable the victim mentality. This is why you've got to have the right people around you who are going to tell you, who are going to tell you, you this, is, this is happening because of some action that you did. You have consequences. You do this, things happen. And then when you get a hold of the fact that you need to shift your actions so you can get different responses, you'll begin to walk in that and see it happen. And this is why we'll post on social media something, but we won't actually make a phone call and directly contact the person that will help you. We'd rather make a post. I'm going to marry you. I'm just going to marry you. I made a decision. Because it's broad attention. Yeah. Rather than calling a pinpointed person that I know has helped me in the past or that I know has walked through something before and can intentionally help me, it's post-worthy. My God. My God. You don't have to take risks when you're living in a victim mentality. Because when you, when you feel like a victim, you tend to take no action at all, and then you don't have to risk the example of rejection or failure it's easier to just live in this space of something bad happened to me. So you lost your job. And so now it's easier to be on that couch, hear me out, do not get cut off, and don't hear what I'm not saying, hear what I'm saying. And live on the system forever. Because something horrible happened to you. Then allow it to be a bridge to get you over and to get up and become the victor. And to become the victor and to make a decision that you're going to embrace the victory that belongs to you. You have to make that decision that I'm no longer going to live in this place, but I'm going to embrace the victory that's mine, and I'm going to walk in, and I'm no longer going to be at a place of not taking risks. I say this all of the time. I say it literally every single week. I say it in business. No one changes the world without taking a risk. If you want to transform your life, if you want to transform the lives of other people around you, you've got to be willing to be a risk taker and to walk in it. One of the other benefits of the victim mentality is that you don't have to, uh, you don't have to take responsibility. You don't take responsibility. One of the things that people do on a regular basis is they don't, they don't want responsibility. They want to say it's everybody else. It's somebody else, which then puts, puts me, pushes me away from hard decisions and uh, difficult decisions and hard work. Yeah. Right? So if I, if I live out this victim mentality, I don't have to make difficult decisions because I have no responsibility. Yeah. I have no responsibility, and then I don't have to at any level move into hard work. Because that victim mentality puts you in the place of just kind of laying there, being there, and not moving. You must reject the benefits. You got to reject the benefits and be okay with not being a victim. Yeah. And this sometimes means uh, emptiness once the space of negativity has been devoid. Yeah. It begins to create a void, but here's the great thing about the power of the Holy Ghost is that Holy Spirit will fill the places where the voice were if you allow him to and not reach back like the, like the Israelites did, back to Egypt to want to go back to that thing because it's so different from what you've known. And so with that, like, as you begin to realize that now you have to fill your life with a new way of thinking, and it's going to be uncomfortable. Yes, it like, is. it's going to feel uncomfortable. You literally are now going to have to make different decisions. Um, the worst excuse in the world to me is, I didn't know. Ooh-wee. It's the, it is the most irresponsible response. And if you know that you didn't know, my follow-up to you is, what did you do to find out? Good, good. It is 
a change of thinking. So now you look at situations and you are not intimately familiar with being the victim, but you are now more intimately familiar with being solution-oriented and thinking to yourself, how can I advance out of this? This is what happened, but how can I advance out of this? Good. This is what happened, but how can I move forward? Yeah. This is what happened, but how can I use it to project me? And so instead of talking about how little you make at your minimum wage job, you sometimes start thinking, maybe I can go back to school. That's what I could do. I'm not going to complain about how little money I make now and how I can't afford this and I can't afford that because, you know, I only make so much money. But it's funny to me because the people who make more money, somehow people think that it happens by osmosis and not hard work. Mm -hmm. Like when I, open, <laughs> when I open my mouth because I have invested the time in getting my education, when I open my mouth because I have a PhD, when I open my mouth, I can open my mouth for an hour and get $350. Watch your mouth. And so I don't have to work all week the way some people have, uh, have to work all week to get the same amount that I can literally make in one hour. Wow. And it is not because I am smarter. It is not because I've been dealt some great hand. I talk about my drug dealer dad all the time. Listen, listen. If y'all want to know some stories about my dad, I will tell y'all some stories, okay? But what I'm saying is you've got to think differently, yeah. not Focusing on what happened to you instead of sitting in the house feeling sorry for yourself um, that, oh, I don't, my, my friends, they're moving on, they're getting married, they're having kids, make new friends. Make new friends. It is super simple. Instead of having a pity party about, uh, about what happened and what's not going and who's not supporting you, go encourage somebody else. Get on somebody else's team and offer to them what you felt like you were not being offered. I guarantee you it'll be reciprocated, even if it's not from that position. But before you know it, there will be people undergirding you. Why? Because you put yourself in the position to undergird. Because you weren't talking about what you were not receiving. Instead of plotting revenge against the people who left you or plotting revenge against the people who, who wronged you, the Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Uh, yeah. And so what you're doing is you're getting into a place, you're getting into a territory that does not belong to you. And so what you're doing is you're trying to be God in your own life. But a victor says, I already have a God. A victor says, I already have a God. He's already on the throne. And I have the power I have the power. Forgiveness is power. That's beautiful. Forgiveness is power. Forgiveness means I'm going to take control of this situation because I know what society says I should be because this happened to me. But I can forgive. I'll take all the power back. I have the power to Ooh. change statistics. I have the power to change neighborhoods. I have the power to change the narrative Jesus. of my life. I have the power to change my family line. I got the power to change generational curses. I got the power to turn everything around. I have the power. Why? Because God gave me that power. And my first thing that I'm going to do in this new role of power is, boom, I grant you forgiveness. Ooh. Is it my turn? I can't stand you. <laughs> I don't know. It's so good. <laughs> God, you don't play too much. God wants you. God wants you to have the in spite of circumstances mindset. This is mindset. not a recording. This is I, It's all good. God wants you to have an in spite of your circumstances mentality. Victors take responsibility for their life. Yeah. Quit blaming other people. Stop feeling sorry for yourself and take responsibility. Yeah. Romans 14, 12 says, so then each of us shall give account of himself to God. Yeah. You've got to take responsibility and you've got to embrace the fact that God is not looking to anyone else for what you accomplished or you did not accomplish. Yeah. He's not looking at your pastor, sorry. He's not looking at your mama, not looking at your daddy. He's not looking to nobody else concerning what you have accomplished or not accomplished. Listen to me, time and chance has been given to us all. We all have gone through difficult times and hard times. You gotta make a decision to take responsibility. Victors are grateful for what they do have. Listen. 
You find a place to be grateful. Find it. You search out a place for gratitude. Listen. No matter what's horrible that's happening in your life, you find a place to be grateful. The Bible says, in all things give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning you. You've got to get to a place where you embrace gratefulness. See, when you move into the place of gratitude, it'll start breaking that victim mentality. Yeah. If you wake up in the morning with a thank you, Jesus, things will shift around you. It doesn't matter what's happening in your house. Some of you right now need to grab a hold of the power of your praise. You thought praise was for ignorant people. But I tell people all the time, I praise in soberness. Yeah. I praise for the mentality that I'm not broken, under, and bad, and I'm not dumb or unintelligent. I'm an intelligent black man with degrees that praises God with all his might. You understand me? I'm a businessman that's transforming society that praises God with all of my might. We don't yeah. praise out of ignorance. We praise out of the knowledge of God's goodness. And you got to get up in the morning and find you a place of gratefulness. And then that'll tell that victim mentality to go hell to where it came from. And you'll get into a place of embracing all that God has available for you. You got opportunity all day long to just give God praise and be thankful for it because it is a part of what he's doing in your life. Yeah, and that gratefulness will push you as a victor yep. to vow to stop complaining. Like victors make a vow, a vow. that I that I am not going to complain. Philippians 2 and 14 says, do all things without complaining yeah. and disputing. Yeah. So you literally take what you want to uh, complain and, and murmur about and actually open your eyes to say, I'm not going to complain. Why? Yeah. Because that is a distraction to where I'm going. Uh, we said victors forgive, but I want to read Hebrews 12 and 12. Um, it says, therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. There's all the acknowledgement Ooh. you need because you want it to be acknowledged, right? Please. You want it to be acknowledged. And what happened? That is your acknowledgement. You're weak and feeble. <laughs> And then it says, make level paths for your feet. You do the work. It didn't say, make a seat, cry in it, and wait for people to come to you. It says, you do the work. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Make every effort to live in peace. You make the effort. With everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. God has called us to make a great exchange, to be a victor and not a victim. Yeah, yeah. And so right now, we want to believe God for your freedom. Yeah. We want to believe God tonight for a shift and a change beginning to happen in your life. And right where you are, I, I really want you to open up your heart space tonight to receive freedom. Um, one of the most amazing things about Jesus is that he was sent, the prophets of old spoke of it, and said that he was sent to set the captives free. Um, that's a part of his mandate. And uh, Jesus, wow, Jesus is present right now to set you free. And I believe that it doesn't matter how long you've been in the yeah. victim mentality. Some of you have picked up from it from your loved ones, even your, your, those that have gone before you. Your mom and your, your grandmother, your dad, your grandfather, family members around you, your aunts, uncles have dealt with this same victim mentality. It has become, yes, Lord, it has become a family culture. But I believe today that God's about to bring you into the the culture of the kingdom of God yeah. and you're going to experience the victory that's already been taken care of in the cross prepare yourself right now because uh, Jesus is about to set you free and yes. and I want to tell you something this is not going to be something that's going to come back I'm believing that the cycles of victimhood are being broken over you because some of you it's not your first time hearing this but 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 you found yourself back in a same cycle but Jesus is moving tonight hallelujah there is no distance in the realm of the spirit and God is coming right to where you are hallelujah and he's beginning to touch you right now a matter of fact i want you right where you're at just lift your hands if you have the ability to just lift your hands right where you are and you don't have to you don't have to labor for this you just receive by faith by faith you receive by faith you receive you have it and you have it there is just a freedom that's being released right now now i bind up this spirit of the victim i bind it up right now in the name of jesus and i cast this spirit of the victim into the pits of hell from which it came and and i declare in jesus name come greg i declare in jesus name that something is shifting in your life i declare that something is moving 
moving in and around you. That the spirit of God is beginning to flow now. That the heavens. That the heavens are opened over your home. That the heavens are opened over your car. Wherever you're watching this. That the heavens are open right now. And the freedom of God is flowing to you. My God. The freedom of God is flowing to you. Now I bind this up right now. I command this victim mentality. The spirit of the victim right now. I command it to manifest right now. I don't care if you got to manifest through the tears. I don't care if you got to manifest through the crying, through the screaming. But I command every demonic force of victimhood. I command you now. Manifest right now in the name of Jesus. I call you to the forefront of the souls of these people. And I serve notice on you right now that your time is up. Your time is up right now. Your time is up right now. Your time is up right now. Uh-huh, yeah. You're still trying to move around in their soul. You're still trying to right now put them into the place where they're doubting that even if God is moving right now. But I shut your mouth now. I shut your mouth now. I shut the mouth of every mouth, every mouth, every demon that's talking right now that's trying to get you out of the posture of receiving. But I declare right now in Jesus' name that your freedom is nigh you. I command, hallelujah, the spirit of victimhood to right, go, right now, go, go, go. I command you, go to the pits of hell from which you came. If you're watching this right now, I want you just to take a deep breath and let it go, folks. Just let it go right now. There's a wave of deliverance that's moving right now. Just receive it by faith. It don't take long, but right now, there is a grace. Yeah, you come out of their minds right now. You come out of their heart space right now. I command you up and out. I command you up and out. I command you up and out. The cycle going God. I said the cycle is broken. I said the cycle is broken. Never to return again. Never to return again. Hey, there is a shift. There is a change. There is a move that's breaking forth right now. And the victor, the victor, the victor, Jesus the Christ, the lion of the tribe of Judah, is standing up on the inside of you. You're walking in victory now. You are victor. Yes, you are. You are victor. Yes, you are. You are victor. Yes, you are. God is changing your name. Hey, glory. God is changing your name. God is changing your name. You will no longer allow the victim mindset, the victim mentality to be embraced in your life. But your name is being changed to victim. Your name is being changed to victim. Now receive it. Receive it right now. I want you just to go to praising God. I want you just to go to praising God. Wherever you are, in your car, in your home, just go to praising God. You won't have it again. I know it happened to you. I know it was real, but it's not going to have your life. I know it was real, but it's not going to have your purpose. I know it was real, but it's not going to have your destiny. I know it was real, but it won't be able to hold you. Just go to pray to them. Thank God I'm free. Thank God I'm free. Thank God I'm free. I'm free indeed. Thank God I'm free. Thank God I'm free. Thank God I'm free. I'm free indeed. Thank God I'm free. Thank God I'm free. Thank God I'm free. I'm free indeed. So there is a move. Spirit of God is moving to you now. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing around the globe. We gotta go, but I, I'm sensing something so strongly. There is there is a wave of deliverance specifically from the victimhood you've experienced through the power of molestation. There, 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 are at least, there, there are at least a dozen of you who are watching this right now 
and you were molested as a child you were taken advantage of and it was not your fault that shouldn't have happened to you you did nothing to deserve it and it's been this thing that's kind of held on to you for some of you it's been suppressed yes lord there's a lady watching me right now that you just became aware right now that it happened to you it was so suppressed that you almost forgot but jesus the healer and the deliverer thank you lord is flowing right now to where you are if you were molested as a child and you've been struggling with this victimhood and it's moved into other areas of your life man woman boy girl be healed right now receive hallelujah the healing part of jesus he doesn't just want to bring you out of the place of victim he wants to heal the hurts and the pain and i can feel oh i can feel the father's heart being released towards you tonight the healing grace of god the healing grace of god is coming to those places it was not your fault you didn't do anything to deserve it but Jesus, the healer, is present now. Jesus, the healer, is present now. He's, pre He's present to heal. Mm. He's present to heal. Receive it. Woo. He's present to heal. Receive it. Receive it now. Receive it now receive it now and we seal it all by the blood we seal it all by the blood wow that was amazing agreed we want you to stay connected with all nations san Bernardino. do not let the uplifting stop here join us on facebook or instagram for more amazing content we want to connect with you and guess what if you're in town or even out of town, come visit us at All Nation San Bernardino all the way live.